0: Disrupt your regularly scheduled programming to bring you mind mental matters. Tune in
1: with Jean, Ke Yi, and Lydia for our exploration of all things mental health in partnership with Mental Health Film Festival Singapore. Join our weekly casual conversations
2: here at Radio Pals, the sound of in US.
1: Mm-hmm. Welcome back, everyone, to Mind Mental Matters. Um, today, you're listening to Episode Four, um, and we are your hosts. I'm Jean. I'm Chloe, and I'm Lydia. So, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Radio Powers, the sound of NUS. Now, I hope that you listened to our episode last week. But last week, we spoke with Alex, the Progress Manager of the Mental Health Film Festival Singapore, and we had a really good time speaking with him. And we heard a lot about his passion for advocating mental health through film. And this week we will be continuing our series of interviews with another very special guest, and his name is Akash. He's the chairperson of the board of the Mental Health Film Festival. Why don't you say hi?
3: Hi, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here with you all.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to be here and like just really having this conversation with us. So before we start, why don't you tell us a bit more about what yourself and like, um, where your passion lies in like, mental health causes?
3: Thanks very much, first of all, for inviting me to join you guys. Uh, mental health has been close to my heart for a couple of years now. And I think my uh, engagement with this started when I lost a colleague who committed suicide uh, and uh, who was going through mental health struggles. And what I really grappled with is how difficult it is to identify someone who's really struggling and being a bit lost on how can we help and support uh, and I think that's what got me more closely involved with this cause. And over the last five, six years, you know, I work in Deutsche Bank. I'm a lawyer, I head of the legal department for the investment bank in Asia. And uh, apart from my day job, I've got quite engaged over the last five, six years on the mental health cause, working with a number of mental health organizations, such as Resilience Collective, Caregivers Alliance, Caring for Life and others uh, to try and create uh, support in the community as well as to try and create support amongst my colleagues. Been involved with the film festival for a few years now, and uh, we set it up as a uh, formal uh, corporate entity uh, at the start of last year. And uh, uh, we've just been given the charity status uh, by the Ministry of Health, the nodal agency. And uh, it's really exciting to bring the discussion on health to the community using film as a medium.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a part that we that really attracted us to partner with Mental Health Film Festival Singapore for this podcast, right? Because film as a media is such a unifying um, medium and it really connects people from all, all walks of life to, I guess, like give their thoughts on mental health and really reflect on the mental health realities that we face in Singapore.
2: Can you also tell us more about how did Singapore Mental Health Film Festival come to be, and like how did the board arrive at the vision of providing an inclusive and safe platform for stories about recovery and resilience?
3: Yeah, I think it will be unfair if I said that the board helped to create it and came up with the vision. I think the true credit for the creation of the Mental Health Film Festival. Uh, goes to Cheryl Tan, who was the founder of this organization. And uh, uh, Cheryl is just a wonderful person, and she had this vision of uh, bringing the mental health dialogue to the community and to create a more safe space where people can feel free to speak up and share what they're going through and to be a catalyst for discussions on this topic. And she's the one who started uh, this organization. I accidentally met Cheryl a couple of years ago uh, because the Malay barber I was queuing up for had a long queue. Oh. There was a yoga class across the street and I walked over to attend the yoga class and Cheryl was conducting the class and the rest is history.
1: That's oh, wow. It's like a butterfly effect. Like such a small moment in your life kind of just like, let you do where you are now. It's like, it's that's like this kind of cool. right.
3: That's, that's right. So we partnered with Cheryl Health Setting up a corporate structure, and you know, uh, she wanted to create something which is long-term sustainable, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, this continues and grows from strength to strength.
2: Definitely, this is such a good cause. I'm so excited! It's definitely
0: <laughs> going to be great. Hmm. I think one thing that we haven't been able to stop saying is like throughout all these episodes is how excited we are for what's coming in November. Do you think you can give us an overview of um, the Mental Health Film Festival Singapore's plan for
3: November? Of course, of course. You know, and we at the festival are super excited as well. Uh, uh, the staff are all working double time, triple time to bring together uh, what we expect and hope will be an amazing offering. Uh, for all of you to come and attend and to all your listeners uh, and viewers uh, to come and take part in. So we have two main things coming up in November. One will be the film festival, uh, which will be from the fourth to the thirteenth of November at Kalang Leisure Park, Kalang Leisure Park. And in Film Guard is where we will screen the movies and an exciting lineup of movies coming up, international films. And we also had the youth competition for the short films, which was held during the course of this year. And more than 100 teams signed up, including many teams from NUS and NTU and Republic Poly and various other institutes of higher learning. So we will be announcing on the very first day, on the inaugural night of the film festival, the winners of that youth competition. And we'll be screening some of the winning films. And really excited to share those films with the community and for all of you to see it. Uh, So this is the film festival which will happen in November and the results of the youth competition. Second, for the first time, we are coming up with what we call the Mental Health Roadshow, uh, which the Mental Health Film Festival is organizing. So while the festival is happening over two weekends, for those 10 days, we will have in the atrium of Kalanglish Park a mental health roadshow where we'll have about six to 10 mental health charities coming together and showcasing the different offerings that each of these charities has at the roadshow is going to be very exciting and i'm really really looking forward to uh uh, to see it take shape
0: the roadshow sounds really really cool yeah i think that it's such a big it's going to be such a um big event right especially when you it's Probably one of the first times you're getting so many different cha- um, mental health-focused organizations coming together and working together to promote the cause. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, so.
3: yeah, and I think there is power in collaboration, awesome. because if we work in silos, we can only make a little difference. Mm-hmm. If we work in partnership, if you get the five fingers together and you know come together, mm-hmm. there's so much more impact you can make, and oh. Uh, uh, At the end of the day, for the various mental health organizations, the objective is the same, to save lives, uh, to have a safe space where people can speak up and uh, feel comfortable, where people can express themselves as who they truly are. Uh, And uh, the more we partner and collaborate, uh, the more the impact. And I think we are in a unique position that we bring forth a different medium, which is films, as a conversation starter. Uh, And I think we're really, really excited to have the various mental health realities coming together in the retro, where we can kind of not only have people come and watch the film and have their thinking develop around these issues from multiple different perspectives, but to encourage help-seeking. And we get the people who can provide help right there, so that they can then go and meet them and find out what these different organizations are doing. And receive help, seek help, and share their stories.
2: Indeed. I think it's all about like bringing people together and for a better cause, and then we can all unite and help each other.
3: That is so true. Yeah. And it's awesome that Radio Pulse is kind of bringing all this uh, to a wider audience and creating awareness uh, with the youth at NUS and outside.
2: Thank you for joining us. So how will this uh, event create change in the Singapore mental health landscape in your opinion?
3: I think it operates, excuse me, my throat is still recovering from COVID I had a few months ago. Hello. Um, I stutter a bit from time to time.
0: It's okay. (laughs) You can let us know if you need one. Sorry? If you need a water, you can just let us know.
3: Yeah, I will. Thank you. So, uh, in terms of how will, so you wanted to know how will the film festival and the road show bring about a change in the Singapore mental health landscape, right? Yes. I think the biggest problem we face is the stigma around the topic of mental health. And we need to fight that stigma. And to create conversations around the topic of mental health, it really helps to normalize the conversation where it makes us realize that it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to seek help. It's okay to reach out and share with a friend or a colleague or a counselor what we're, what our thought process is and what we are thinking and what the struggles we are facing. I think it's really tough if we bottle up these emotions inside us and are unable to share it. And I think COVID has, brought a lot of that to the fore, right? Because it's been so difficult where we couldn't meet people, we were in isolation and the mental health issues in society has really gone up. If I look at last year, the statistics on youth suicides, Mm. 112 youth committed suicide last year. And to me, that is too much. Every third day, someone has uh, completed suicide. That's just completely unacceptable in our country with 6 million people. Uh, Every third day, one person committing suicide is too much. And we need to create the safety valve. And I feel that the Mental Health Film Festival helps in contributing towards that dialogue and discussion to raise awareness about multiplicity of issues and perspectives that are there in this mental health space. And I think the roadshow create synergy by bringing different organizations together. And what we wanna encourage is help seeking. And I think we enable that to happen by bringing the various organizations to where the youth are. And if they're all congregating at Kalang Park or watching a film on the Mental Health Festival, they can interact with half a dozen uh, to 10 uh, organizations uh, who will be there. True.
0: I think just um, speaking about the stigma is one way that we we can like denaturalize, you know, um, not talking about mental health. Because I think right now, a lot of us, especially in NUS, we are really so focused on what we are really doing in our day-to-day life that we don't really have time to internalise and really look within to see how we're feeling and... Um, Really evaluate our mental state.
3: Yeah, that is so true.
0: Yeah, just like as university students, I think it really is important, especially because it is a very, I I would say it's a it's a stressful and important like phase in our lives, and as we are like entering adulthood.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, at the film festival this time, right? We have uh, a key theme, and the theme is uh, no labels. So we chose this title, this no labels concept, right? Because our core message this year is uh, to not label and discriminate against people who are going through uh, any struggles uh, in psychologically, emotionally, through the mental health. Mm. And we want to create a safe space. We want the community and friends and families to appreciate what we are going through. Because it's not easy. It's not easy being a youth. Uh, The pressures of society are so much, the pressures of university are so much and the pressures from social media put so much of expectations on us.
0: Yeah, I think that is so interesting like dropping the labels that we have attached to mental health in like just within like general society. I think that's a really interesting way of thinking about it especially when these labels are the very things that are creating negative mindsets and creating like friction that and you know people from talking about
3: them, right? Yeah. If I if I get uh, a mosquito bite and I get dengue, I will tell my friends, hey, I have dengue, I'm just going through some struggle and I, it will probably take me a few weeks to recover. You know, I have fever, I've broken an arm and everyone can see in the cast. But if you're going through mental health struggles, why do we not? Speak about it because we are scared that people will judge us. Mm. At the workplace, we are scared that will it be held against me. Uh, yeah. at, at the university, we are scared. What will my peers think? What will my friends think that I'm not strong enough? Yeah. It's okay not to be okay. We don't have to be strong all the time.
1: Nice. and I think like another another thing about like negative stigma. So, so it's affected by our culture as well, right? Where like in okay. Singapore we by nature, we adopt a more collectivistic culture as compared to an individualistic culture. And um, because I'm a psychology major, so I did um do some readings about this and I found research finding that um people in collectivistic cultures do tend to have a greater negative stigma towards mental health as compared to like people in countries that are more individualistic. Yeah, and I think like what you said about how um you get a masculine vibe and then like, it's dengue and like, it's like, okay, I'm going to, I have dengue, but soon I'll be fine. But for mental health, it's not the case. And it kind of just like reminded me of um what we spoke about in episode one, where we said like, oh, there's actually a lot of similarities between physical um health issues and mental health issues where like, but in contrary for physical health, you don't just hear people say, telling you like, oh, just get well soon. Just like, just get better immunity. Whereas for mental health they let's say like I have depression and people would just say just don't be sad or like let's say I'm diagnosed with anxiety people just say like just stop like being scared just stop being anxious yeah we see this in like mental health issues but like we don't see this when it comes to like physical health issues and it just like it just like blows my mind yeah
3: yeah
1: that,
0: um, that's so closely related to the accessibility of treatment as well right like that's the, w- the way we talk about um physical illnesses versus mental illnesses, we are a lot less stigmatized towards uh, physical illnesses because we do know that often it's uh like we delegate the responsibility to hospitals and doctors to treat us, and mm. it's like um like there's no, there's no faulting anyone. But then when it comes to mental illnesses, I think because there's a, a lack of accessibility to mm-hmm. treatment, people kind of think like, oh, it's like a like it's like a doomed like thing, you know. And yeah, um, yeah I think it really adds to the whole uh, sense of helplessness that um, people who are facing mental health conditions might feel.
3: So that is extremely true, right? Uh, and I think the path ahead is sometimes not clear and we feel helpless. And I think one realization I've had is that as a start, we don't have to think about, you know, which doctor can go and help me or who can cure me. Uh at the start, we can do something ourselves uh, to acknowledge what we are going through. And we can do something ourselves. Or the person next to us. So, as a colleague, I can see a colleague who walks in in the lift and is looking very down, and I can reach out and say, "Hey, let's have a chat and let's have a coffee and let's talk." That's the starting point. If you see your fellow classmate who's looking down and you just say, "Let's go and have a coffee and talk," you know that allows people to speak up. And often the very first step is people who are struggling want to share with someone what's the struggles they're going through. They're not asking for an answer. They're not asking for a solution. They just want to be listened to without judgment. And that's the starting point. And I'm not saying that we don't need to go and seek professional help. We definitely need to go and seek professional help. Uh, But the first step is to acknowledge and understand what we're struggling with and then go to the expert. But each one of us can play a role as that first point of contact, mm. to listen to someone, to ask someone how they are really, really doing, as opposed to just asking, "Hey, how are you?" You know, we have to mean it, right? We have to really probe a little bit deeper and try and understand what the person is going to give them an opportunity to speak up. I think that's very key, and to do all of that, to leverage off the peer support, the community support we need to normalize the conversation. And I think a lot of the films bring forth a lot of perspectives of what people who are going through the mental health issues themselves, what are they facing? What are the perspectives of a, of a clinical psychologist and what are the issues they're facing? What is the perspective of a counselor? You know, what's the perspective of a family member who's a caregiver to someone with mental health issues? And I think that leads to a lot more awareness. And dialogue and discussion, which eventually fights the stigma and encourages us to speak up and seek help.
2: Those are definitely like valuable points. Can you also share with us some like your personal micro habits on your daily routine on how to uh, bring, be there to help others, but also be there for yourself?
3: Yeah, I think Uh, it's very important to look after ourselves before we can help others. And that's why for people who are caregivers, for anyone with a mental health issue, it's so crucial to create support structures and charities like Caregivers Alliance do precisely that. You know, it's support for caregivers. Me, myself, during the COVID time, it has not been easy. Uh, And not being able to go and see your loved ones overseas, parents, etc. Uh, you know, and it's difficult not to be able to go and be with them when they need you. So what I've tried to do during COVID is create a kind of support structure for oneself uh, by trying to get out of uh, the routine of just work and work and work and spend time in the outdoors. So even when we were at 100% work from home, it was so tough to, Create a line between when do you stop stop working and when do you get into your personal zone. (laughs) That's so true, right? And we all face that. And uh, we started a a hiking group. We were going on a trip to Mount Everest to raise funds for a charity called uh, Caregivers Alliance. And we started that project just before COVID and we continued the training throughout COVID. And that became a lifeline for me. Because every weekend, a bunch of us, depending on what numbers were permitted, you know, if it's five people or three people or alone, we would walk in the forest in Bukit Timah, in Makritchi, in the rail corridor, wherever. Right? And that, to me, uh, uh, gave me more clarity of thought and self-care. There were times when we tried to do some of these things alone because we weren't allowed to meet anyone. And we did a virtual EBC climb. My, I was climbing the steps at Benjamin Shears Bridge every day, uh, and every week we would replicate one day of this camp. <laughs> but I think, to me, having people you could engage with and talk with, whether it was physically or whether it was on a Zoom call or with our family members being there for one another, I think that was crucial in keeping one's own uh, balance during this difficult
0: time, I think it is so amazing that you've basically, like your 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 training for the Everest Base Camp and that project alone to raise funds for um, this cause is so interesting because it really is garnering like a lot of attention and yeah. it's encouraging mm-hmm. people to donate for the cause, right? Yeah,
3: if and you- we ended up going. We ended up going to the Himalayas in. Uh, uh, two months ago. So there was wow. 20 of us. So we went for a trek for 10 days uh, up to 15,000 feet. And it was just so lovely. And it made me realize that when you're going out there in the mountains, the possessions we carry so much is not required. We could sustain for 10 days with no Wi Fi, no connectivity, no habitation uh, uh, by being under the stars and in tents. It was really tough climb. Uh, and each step, uh, uh, was tough, uh, but it made us realize that you can take one step at a time uh, yes. and you go through that journey and enjoy each moment.
2: Yes, I actually saw uh, your video on the Manny oh, Mouse movie, movie Festival Instagram. Yeah, and then you said um, uh, like a very encouraging quote from your track later, like, "Gosh, don't look up one step at a time. Focus on the journey, not on the destination, and focus on each step.
3: <laughs> that wow. Was
2: very inspirational. I shared Thank with many of my friends. And we you
3: know. get those friends to come and attend the mental health road show and attend and watch some interesting movies at the festival?
2: Yes. I would da- I I asked them. They said I need to buy a plane ticket for them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean for those listeners who may not be able to Make it for the festival? What are some ways, other than going for the festival and the roadshow that um, we as listeners can contribute to and support the works of your organization?
3: I think each one of you can be an ambassador for the cause of mental health by talking about it, by talking to your friends and colleagues and checking in on their well being uh, and engaging with them. You know, I don't see why. Uh, uh, there's a big barrier to come and attend the festival or the roadshow. I would highly encourage you to come and attend. But to be an ambassador, you just need to talk to the person next to you. You're sitting in the bus, talk to the person next to you. You're getting onto an MRT. You know, you're holding onto the railing and staring at the person in front of you for 20 minutes. Open our mouth. Let's talk and find out how we are doing it's
2: like the small, smallest act of kindness can't really make someone else a day.
3: And the power of the smile, you just look at someone who's standing in front of you in the train and you just smile. You don't even have to say anything, just smile.
2: <gasps> now we auto smile back. That's human nature.
3: Absolutely. And then you start the conversation. Yeah.
1: Like nowadays people are just like so busy with like um their destinations and like it's either they're they're on their phones and all that or they're just always thinking about where they need to go, where they need to be and what they need to do, that like even on like public transport, people don't stop and look around. Like we don't stop and really take a moment to process like what's going on in the now and like really appreciate the moments that we have. So um it's really nice to hear about um you telling us that you know, like it's, like smiling is free and like we shouldn't take it for granted. You should just look at the person in front of you instead of looking at your phone and smile at them. But it kind of just made me reflect about my experiences with like commuting and like everyone's just always like like on their like their postures like this, and, like they're just always on their phone, so it's like tough. Yeah, and I guess that's really the reality of um society nowadays, and like that's also why like, we feel like your organization is really bringing value and like the things that you guys are doing is really like impactful to society in terms of yeah. like, health landscape.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You know, talking of conversations, right? We were just having a stepping challenge at Deutsche Bank for the last 10 days. We were raising funds for some charities uh, and uh, we embarked on a mission to step 60 million steps over 10 days uh, and we just completed last night. Uh, but when we got out and started walking, and uh, you know, in groups, uh, it created so much of bonds because people were walking ten kilometers, twenty, thirty kilometers together. You're growing in groups of five or ten people, and you make friendships. And there was this one colleague of mine, and I won't name him here. He uh, might just come and punch me afterwards for naming him. But uh, uh, he said something last night. He lives alone here. He's uh, from Malaysia, and uh, he's by himself. And he had a big smile and he said, I finally made a lot of friends. And that was so awesome. Because as we walked together and made friendships and uh, shared the same journey, it makes a difference. Because we can express ourselves and express what we're going through when we talk to our friends.
1: It's so inspiring that you see that have so much energy. Like, Where do you find all the energy to like, do these things like on top of your full-time job. Like we are hearing you hiking the Everest. You're like walking like so many kilometers on end. It's just like, it's really amazing. Yeah.
3: I think when you see the effect of what you do, that creates the energy. The engagement with people uh, creates the synergy and the energy and that keeps me going. You know, you asked earlier about what can someone do who can't attend the festival? Uh, And I talked about how you start conversations. But if you're not going to be around in November, in October, we have a couple of things coming up. So uh, on the 8th of October at Cane Hill, uh, there's a mental health uh, uh, roadshow which is being organized by the Cane Hill Community Center. There'll be a number of short films from the previous year's youth competition, which will be screened there during the course of the day so to come and attend that and we will have a couple of mental health charities who will be there as well uh, to, showcase, to showcase what they're doing then on the 7th of october uh, there is the beyond the label festival at gardens by the bay have you seen the super trees it's right there and it will be a large festival organized by touch community services which is another huge amazing charity and we're partnering with them as well and they have yeah. Uh, asked us to lend uh, many of the youth films from the last year, and they'll be screened at the Beyond the Label Festival on the big screen on the 7th of October. So uh, you can go down there and, again, uh, watch some of the films there and then follow our Instagram page uh, and our social media. You'll see a lot of short interviews. You'll see uh, videos and, you know, some of the links to some of the films will be uh, available as well.
1: Are you also a film junkie yourself? Like, do you um, regularly watch films? Are you an avid film watcher, also?
3: I wouldn't say an avid film watcher, but Netflix is taking a bit of its toll on me recently. <laughs> I was, uh, uh, I don't know if you guys have watched uh, uh, Korean dramas, but there was one I was watching recently with Attorney Woo who has this thing that she oh. does. a oh,
0: yeah the lawyer
3: one yes the lawyer and uh that was really fun to watch because it's about uh, this lawyer with autism and what is the kind of struggles she's going through and how she uh, uh is resilient and goes through her journey uh and i know there may be different views but how accurate is the depiction of someone with autism because it's a very wide spectrum right and uh, but it was really fun to watch uh, i do love movies and uh Language is never a barrier because you know when you watch movies, it takes you beyond uh, uh, it takes you beyond just listening to something or reading something because you also see what's going on.
1: I think yeah, like last week you heard from Alex about the like all sorts of films that are in the lineup for the festival in November. So um do you have like one Maybe if you could name like one film or panel discussion that all of us should check out at the festival, uh, which one would it be? Yeah. Uh,
3: it's a very hard choice. Alex has worked so hard. Uh, Nazreen and Alex have really put in a lot of effort in identifying uh, uh, the, the movies that can get screened. And I think i probably watched lots and lots of them before the shortlisted. list It's hard to pick one. One which I'm looking forward to watch is something called Woman on the Roof. It's a Polish film, and uh, it's about the struggles of uh, a lady who's quite depressed. And uh, she starts resorting to stealing and theft, but she also has suicide ideation. And it's very straight to the point. It uh, uh, There are no filters. Uh, and although it's with subtitles, but I'm really, really looking forward to it because Alex and reen have told me it's just amazing. Uh, I haven't seen it yet myself, uh, but I'm really looking forward to watching that. Uh, there are a number of panel conversations which uh, will be going on uh, 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 along the ideas of suicide ideation, on resilience and wellness. Uh, to me, I think it's very crucial to, when you, when you, when, when youth and when we attend these panels, to really look for how do we get ourselves to really identify what we're going through and take ownership of what we're going through and take that next step of seeking help, because it's not easy, because to acknowledge what we're going through is tough and to seek help is even tougher. And I really encourage people when they're listening to the panelists to take away something on those two points.
0: I think at this point in um, our show, having talked to uh, Hani, having talked to Alex and obviously having talked to yourself, I'm really getting a sense that this festival is really gearing up to be a very empowering experience for people and obviously that's the goal and the vision for for what we want to achieve here right basically making sure that they um trying to like reduce the stigma and getting everyone to be more comfortable with talking about it and hopefully like they will feel more empowered to seek help
3: Yeah. And when you talk of empowerment, right, I was having a conversation with a colleague of mine recently, Laura Rutland, and she's amazing. She's one of the senior MDs in the bank. And she said, Akash, I don't think of it as mental health. I think of it as mental age, Because she said, when I'm aware of my own struggles and I've taken ownership of my struggles, I figured out how to cope with it. And I figured out how to make that my strength, as opposed to my weakness. I love that idea of a mental edge.
0: It's
3: so
1: new, I think. It's
2: really Yeah,
1: I'm just like trying to wrap my brain around that statement. Thank
3: you for sharing. Yeah, she really believed in that, right? Because she said, "If we know how we how we are wired, and what makes us tick we have such a higher level of understanding of what's going on around us and in our own heads and we can use that to an advantage
2: i think like one thing i learned from like this um, episode, or it's okay to be vulnerable and then we all should be vulnerable we should face our um, weaknesses and sometimes it's not our weaknesses, it's just a part of us. And we need to recognize them and we can grow from them, to have a growth mindset.
3: Very true, very true. I'm really so happy that this team at Radio Pulse is uh, putting so much focus and attention on mental health matters because it's really the need of the hour uh, to create more dialogue and discussions around this topic. So okay. thank you very much to all three of you. <laughs>
2: We're really glad you think so. Yeah. Anything, anything else you want to add before we end this episode?
3: Uh, uh, I think my key message uh, will be, you know, there's no struggle which we can't overcome. Uh, the first thing is to acknowledge it and then take one step at a time uh, to get over it.
2: Thank you again. so
3: let's be there for let's be there for each other.
2: We will be there for each other, and we are always to help. We are to help each other and to all our and, listeners
3: too. So you're asking about how uh uh we can get help from your listeners and viewers so apart from uh looking after the people around you and talking about mental health, we could do with some amazing volunteers to help us. During the Mental Health Film Festival and the Roadshow from uh, the 4th to the 13th of October, we need a lot of people to help us with uh, the registration, with having conversations with those attending the festival. We need some help with, if any of you are in design uh, and you want to come and help us with some of the design work uh, as we prepare for the launch of the festival, uh, that would be a huge help. Uh, So, any skills you want to bring in and come and help us with comms, marketing, design, uh, give us a shout.
2: How should we reach you?
3: Uh, you can drop us an email. We have our emails on the uh, Instagram page and on the uh, on the film festival page. Uh, so give us a shout out to us. Yeah,
0: and we really.
3: Otherwise, have- otherwise you can just send me a WhatsApp at nine eight three nine eight two one four.
0: Yeah, but we really do want to encourage everybody to um, go and sign up to be a volunteer. Like not only because it's going to be for an important cause, right? Ultimately, uh, we think that it's going to be a very empowering experience. It's going to help you connect with so many like people from all walks of life who will be, you know, passionate about the same things as you are, and trying to reduce the stigma around mental health is really about. Gathering forces to like overturn it together, right? So, every single yeah. person
3: counts. Yes, Jersey. true, absolutely.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah, and we'll meet all of you in uh, November yes. Yes. at Kalang Leisure Park at the Mental Health Film Festival and Roadshow. Yes,
1: yes. we will be there, we will be there.
0: <laughs> November to 13th November.
2: Thanks for listening to Mind Mental Matters Episode 4 with your hosts, Kei, Jing and Lydia. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into the incoming Singapore Mental Health Festival and all the tips and tricks you can use to help maintain a healthy mental health. Remember to join us next week when we'll be interviewing more inspiring individuals, more fascinating backstage stories on the formations of SMhf and what to look forward at the festival. And remember to follow Instagram for all the updates at SMHFF, which are the first letters of Singapore Mental Health Film Festival. And as always, you can head over to Spotify to listen to all our series, as well as check out all the links and resources in our notes. Thanks you for joining us and see you next time.
0: Thank you, Akash, for joining us. I think that was a really great conversation. Thank you.